from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist! Now, uh, I, what did I wanted to talk about first, actually, is it's kind of a site-related story. I wrote something about Mormonism. It turned out that um, they did a whole bunch of genetic testing on Native Americans... And uh, they found that they had absolutely no relation to uh, Leahy or any of those other people that uh, the Book of Mormons pretends that uh, Native Americans are of Jewish descent. Mm. And uh, yeah, obviously the DNA evidence is not there. So I wrote uh, an article pretty much making fun of the fact that uh, it's just another blow for Mormonism. Uh, but I got this uh, one of the uh, this guy called Seth. He came on a few times and he started responding, saying like, "Oh, you know." I don't go on uh, atheist sites and, and say that your beliefs are wrong and that kind of stuff. And, and you, you should be more polite uh, towards your beliefs uh, and, uh, you know, the normal rigmarole. Mm -hmm. So I actually wanted to talk about, with, uh, I, I want to ask you this question uh, from your perspective. is like, do you think I'm impolite? When it comes to religion, I want to know your thoughts. Uh, well, I think that you can be. Very obviously on the radio show, I, you are. I find that... On the site, you try and be at least a little bit more balanced, but you know when you feel like you're in a funny mood, you'll get pretty offensive. That's true. Well, you know, the thing I tried to explain to him was the fact of saying, like, listen, politeness isn't really the thing we're going for. You know, there's there's lots of things we're going for. We're trying to entertain people. We're trying to, to make educate them, people. Yeah, a little bit. You know, like some people came. Some people appreciate the fact of saying, okay, you guys are funny, but you also make me think and. It's not make you think as in I'm going to teach you something about what year the Council of Nicaea is because odds are I didn't write down the proper year. Oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it's more like, well, you know, let's bring on subject to conversations that require at least some thought. Or, you know, like the, I'm not going to tell you what your opinion is. I'm going to tell you what mine is, and that, it's up to you to really think about what your opinion should be. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the kind of attitude that I've been. Yeah, no, absolutely. The fact that, that this guy here would come onto your site and say, uh, you should be more polite about what you say is just, I mean, to me, it's just, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. We already have to put up with that whole, you can't, you know, you, oh, you can't disprove God because we, we have created a magical set of guidelines that allow, that, that allows us to kind of get away with, you know, the existence of God you can't disprove. But, you know, when it comes to stuff like, and this was the Mormons themselves, right, that, that figured out this genealogy stuff. So they basically shot themselves in the foot, correct? Well, I mean, I don't know how far their genealogical records go, but I, I don't think it has anything to do with trying to figure out the descendancy well, of Native it's, Americans. It's, it's more like so that they can go back and baptize you when you die. Yeah. <laughs> so it, this was thing. just what, like a DNA marker that they looked up that basically said these people have nothing to do with anybody from Israel? Yeah, well, you know, you know, you know how they typically test for um, for descendancy. They usually just use mitochondrial DNA. Mm -hmm. If you if you don't know what that is, basically, there's um, mitochondria that are in your cells. Basically, what they do is they convert, uh, you know, oxygen and, and that kind of stuff uh, in, into kind of like the, the 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 energy that your cell needs to live. Like it, it is crucial to you surviving. And it turns out that it doesn't have the same DNA that the rest of your body does. You get your mitochondrial DNA from your mother, so you can always trace back who is who 
going, you know, like like uh, tracing back that mitochondrial DNA. And it turns out that, like, say for Europeans, it all comes back to like the same seven women. So we're all descended from those same seven successful bitches. What whores? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, man. There's like hundreds of millions of people in Europe. They're whores, man. Mm. So anyway, so um, they they tested it. Obviously, like I don't know. I don't even know if it needed to be done. But well, here's the here's the deal. The problem is, I mean, didn't we also test the shroud of Turin a while ago? And of oh, course, yeah. it didn't turn out to be anywhere near close to what it needed to be to be Jesus. Oh, not even. But they were just like, God changed the DNA. <laughs> and isn't that pretty much? He's what testing gonna... her faith. It's like when they were banned. When because what's the deal? Uh, the Mormons say that 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 what Indians are evil Jews. Pretty much, yeah. Much. Or so, that that turned against you know God's plan, so they they were stricken with color and made made savages. And God basically, you know, you could you could also argue that God took away all of the markers that would have told us, you know, where they originally came from. You know, no, oh, yeah, no yeah, return yeah. address on these people, my friends. No, absolutely. I mean, so they, they can that, al- they can always go back. Like one of the main defenses saying, well, uh, Lehi's uh, wife was of unknown descent, so there you go. Hmm. That that's that's their excuse. But I'm like, look. She wasn't of you know Asians along the Bering Straits kind of descent, all right? Like that's that's we we have a very good idea of where the native population of North America came from, and it wasn't anywhere close to the Middle East. Yeah, I mean that's just it's obvious that it's just someone making some shit up in their heads. You know, the same guy that was arrested and indicted for fraud many times writes a religion, and then everyone is surprised that he made things up. Anyway. I... Yeah, it's pretty freaking ridiculous. But uh, one thing that I did want to talk about, at least just in terms of politeness, is um, this is a this is a kind of argument that a lot of religious people will use with atheists, is saying, "Oh, you're not being very polite. You're not respecting my beliefs, and uh, you know you're doing your 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 own movement, quote unquote, a disservice by being mean." And uh, you know, I, I thought a lot about this, and I wanted to know, you know, well, this maybe a, it was true, maybe it wasn't true. I wanted to give it some serious thought, and not just dismiss it. You this know? this is an argument that I've actually made before, as far as why I'm not a big fan of Christopher Hitchens, and I'm not such a big fan of uh, Ratman. 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 Are you talking about Sam Harris? No, no, not Sam Harris. Sam Harris is a Ratman. Dawkins. Yeah, Ratman? there you go. Dawkins Rod- is a Ratman. Dawkins reminds me of a Ratman. Damn, damn, that's not nice. Sorry. <laughs> well, Sam Harris reminds me a bit of a Dumbo with those giant ears, though. They are quite large. I've never seen a picture of Sam Harris, actually. Whatever. People are going to make fun of my damn eyebrows. Every atheist got some kind of like physical deformity. That's just the honest <laughs> truth. We all look we're, we all look hideous. God has struck us down with some sort of with some sort of hideousness. Uh, I've got a stump arm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why that's why we hate God, you know, because of my huge eyebrows and. Richard Dawkins must hate God because he looks like a rat, and uh, that's, mm. that's really the only reason, right? Exactly. Well, no, okay, but the, the, the whole Hitchens thing, I guess that is a bit of an exaggeration because he is a bit of a, what's the one I'm looking for, grumpy curmudgeon? Yeah. But, uh, you know, at the same time, like, I've kind of appreciated the fact that, you know, he takes this very, I really don't need to be worried about your personal feelings uh, in this matter because, you know what, like, it... it in in terms of the conversation, a person could tell me, "Well, I believe in God, and you know He's intangible, and He gives me love, and so on and so forth." I can't deny those things. But when a person starts making claims that I can test, like uh, Native Americans are really from the Middle East, uh, Jesus was born of a virgin, the universe uh, is six thousand years, the universe old. is six thousand years old. You know, these are claims that they're like, "Okay, well, time for us to get into you know 
gear and test out that shit because we can do that and when it comes back and it's found invariably to be wrong and made up by just some dude I get annoyed that the response is obviously well you know uh, that doesn't explain everything and you still haven't disproven God I'm just like look we may not have disproven the God the way you described but we've disproven everything else factual that you have laid at our feet everything everything you've ever put we've been able to put uh, you know sort of bitch slap back down to earth I'm like that's not a good track record no and uh, you know and, and here's another thing like no offense guys you know the religious guys out there but uh, I'm done being polite because uh, we've been polite for a little while and it's not been going good you know the whole politeness thing I don't know well here, here's the, here's my view of it is that uh, you know Religious people have so many people who preach to the choir, you know? Uh, but how many people do atheists have? Well, we don't have a whole bunch of pump-you-up kind of like, hey, listen to this atheist. Let's go, let's go Sunday. We're going to talk to like a hundred other atheists. We're going to be really pumped up for the whole rest of the week. And we're going to be so cer- safe and, and feel secure about our beliefs. I'm yeah. like, no, not really. No. It doesn't really happen. No. We, I mean, occasionally we'll listen to a podcast here or there. You know, we might write an email. I've but we're generally out, pretty uninvolved. I've tried to check out some other atheist podcasts and th- they are unlistenable. <laughs> Are they really? They're quite terrible. I I don't know. I enjoyed a couple of them. They you know a lot of atheist podcasts do the kind of same thing that we do. We just which is a conversation. I can appreciate the conversational ones. Well, how about this? Um, Here's an idea for next week's free show. How about sure. we do a little review of other atheist podcasts? Oh man, I don't know if I like that, but I guess we could do it. Okay. I guess we could do. It. We'll just be jackasses and just make fun of everybody who's know, just, just not entertaining. Uh, just, just, just not entertaining. We'll, we'll just we'll just play it clean and easy. You know, we'll we'll be honest about it. We'll do a top ten. We'll do a top ten. Yeah, yeah ten. I know. I have to listen to ten. How about we do a top three? Because I really don't want to listen to ten. Nobody said we had to listen to the whole shows. But you know what? To be fair, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Mm. You know, I I just I don't know what it is. It's it, I can produce them, but I can't listen to them. Uh, I I prefer reading actually rather than listening. I, I can't help it. You're a talker, not a listener, my friend. I know. I know. I know. I I, I have a bad habit. Okay, talking. Speaking of talking a lot, I wanted to mention this one guy. His name is Cardinal. Uh, Cormac O'Donnell, uh, he's in the uh, Great Britain, and uh, he basically claims that atheists are not fully human since we lack spiritual development. Look, this is his statement. So we have stumpy, retard souls. Uh, yeah, well, his whole idea is that, look, we're human beings, we're born with a spiritual component, and if you don't seek out that spiritual component, then you are not a human being. Is this guy one of those hilarious bodybuilder priest that goes around and is like you gotta pump up the spirit of jesus i wish yeah. i wish no he's a he's a really old british dude if you don't flex your, if you don't flex your soul muscles you ain't getting into heaven <laughs> i would like that a bodybuilding have, priest have, have you ever you, is this you, a joke you, you've never seen this this is a joke you gotta look it up there's a whole Shut bunch of mouth. there's a whole bunch of bodybuilding priests that go around fucking doing these ridiculous like feats of strength thing bending like metal rods in front of kids and what? stuff going the power of christ they have like long hair and could call themselves Samson or something. Some of like them that. do. Some of them wear American uh, American flag bandanas. And, Shut you know, your mouth. Some of them look like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I guess that is a pretty uh, interesting way to go about recruiting. You know, especially when we have this this uh, culture that's obsessed with you know musculature and, and male size i mean you've seen the gi joe dolls of yore and today like they they look like gi joes have been pumping oh, yeah, no, steroids I... for fucking 20 years you know that's one of those funny things and it probably doesn't have that much to do with religion but i just want to get it off my chest that do whole, it do the it. whole thing about how women have these unhealthy body images men have the exact same 
thing. Yep, we don't understand what anything is supposed to look like from any angles. You want to know why guys are obese? Because they, they look at themselves in weird ways in the mirror and they trick themselves into thinking that they look better than they really do. But if they realized how bad they looked, it would be fucking... Let me, let, me t- let me tell you a story, actually. This is the story of when I first started waking up. Uh, where I'm working out, sorry. Uh, although waking is, up to the need to work to, out. To, yeah, exactly. Waking up to that shit. I was 23, and I'd moved back in with my mom. And my mom, like, you know how good her cooking is. It's just criminal. Mm-hmm. It is just monstrous. Like, you will eat her food, and you will become a gigantic land beast. And, I mean, before then, when I was fucking in my early 20s, I was the skinniest kid ever. I was like... A, Six foot, almost six foot two, probably less than 150 pounds, like 140, wet. Mm. Anyways, so I, I started putting on a whole bunch of weight. I put, must have put on 20 pounds when I was living with my mom, just in the span of a year. And then one day, I went over to a Sears, and um, I was in the changing room, and I was putting on a shirt, and the light of a Sears, um, uh, you know... Uh, dressing room? Dressing room is possibly the least... Uh, Flattering. Flattering in the world. And I looked at it, and I started having man titties. And I th- I said, no more. The buck stops here. So I'm saying that if you are not sure about your own body image, visit the Sears. But don't visit too often because you you may become a bulimic, honestly. <laughs> uh, one, of the, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, we actually mentioned this before, so this isn't just a lame kind of tie into the radio show, but I was actually saying that Staying in a in a in a in a decent kind of shape is should be you know uh, one of the top priorities for an atheist because this is all we fucking have is you have your health and let me tell you what if you haven't experienced a breakdown in your health once again I know the kitties out there listening if you haven't experienced your body betray you just wait till you do and you'll get a whole new appreciation for keeping yourself healthy because this is all we have there's no heaven. You know, and again, that whole idea, we don't know whether or not, you know, in heaven you go to heaven fat or thin. So, as far as atheists you, are You might as well always be in good shape. You just got to stay in good shape because when you die, it is over. You go back to being nothing. I think it's just sad that most people have kind of that realization right when it's way too late. You know what I mean? Like, the guy gets his third heart attack and figures out, shit, I should take care of my health. You know, it's, it's too late for you, man. I mean, like, you could do it. Extended a couple years, but... Had you done the right stuff, you wouldn't have this kind of problem. Well, one of the issues that a lot of people have is they don't realize that your body is amazingly resilient, and anything good that you do to it, it will it will kind of repay you in kind. You know, like even even small amounts of exercise and, and shit like that will just make your make you feel a lot better. The just the least amount of exercise you do, it doesn't matter if you don't go on a diet or anything like that. Just start doing some active things, for God's sakes. It's the only logical conclusion to make. It really is. I mean, you got one life and you are mostly in control of, you know, the how the, long and the quality yeah, of Exactly. So my suggestion is, you know, Go out, uh, pick a sport uh, if you need to. Do some, join a gym if if that's not available to you. Exercise, because I mean, those those bodybuilding priests have at least one thing right. You got to stay in shape. Yeah, you don't have any buddies to go to the gym. Martial arts is a great great way to 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 to, to be encouraged to do it. And if you enjoy that, you'll also enjoy our other podcasts <laughs> on mixed martial arts. So yeah. we're 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 subtly converting you over to that uh, MMA side too. It's like, hey. 
You want to stay healthy, too, and uh, you don't like God, but you want to stay healthy? Check it out. We got you covered on both ends. Yeah. I, I just think it's kind of an important thing that doesn't get talked about enough, you know? It's one of those things on the peripherals of atheism where we're like, listen, if you're a rational being and this is your only your only spin at the wheel, then then don't allow yourself to get diabetic from drinking too much freaking cola. Don't do all these terrible things. I know, and it's, not... so, it's so easy to fall into those habits, too, you know? Think about how much, how, how hard we were falling into the habit of, say, drinking Dr. Pepper, which we just, you know, we love too much. Mm. You know, we love too much with the stop, because it was just, you know, we were just drowning in bottles, and you're thinking, holy, holy moly, that's I a have, lot of sugar that I'm putting in my body. I have put all those liters in. And here, here's the thing, is that we don't live extremely... Uh, Active lives? No, 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 not ex not. Uh, we, we, uh, but we're bloggers. We're, we're, yeah, we're we're very normal people. I don't want anybody to think that we're setting up some kind of extremely hard bar. Anything is good. Just if you're if you're gonna eat like a pig, at least go exercise. <laughs> I think that's probably anything. Anything helps. Don't get, fall into that trap where unless you're doing it 100 percent right, it's not worth doing. That is bullshit, and that kind of thinking will kill you. And it is. And it is illogical to the highest level. Oh, yeah. Don't, and, and you know what? Here's the other thing. Don't wait till tomorrow you, uh, to do it. You know what I mean? If you, if you are listening to this podcast and you realize that you are unhealthy and you're an atheist, I'm like, what are your options available to you? Are you going to pray for you to have better health? You know that's not going to happen. You're going to hope Jesus takes the pounds off when you go to heaven? Yeah, he's not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the pounds will be taken off as the worms eat your body of your premature death. But uh, generally speaking, health is good. Now, uh, let me ask you a question. What is the last bastion of people who believe in God? Like, because, you know, you, you, we, we, we know that when you know evolutionary theory, part of your whole mystery of a, where did we all come from gets solved, right? That mystery mm -hmm. gets solved. You're like, well, we came from a simple cell organism that became more complex until they eventually formed, uh, you know, mammals like us and, and apes and so on and so forth. Yeah, ev evolution has basically debunked the creation of life on right. Earth. Right, so what is, the, what is the one thing they usually say they have left? Uh, that whole what started everything. Exactly. Okay, well, it turns out that at the University of Manchester, they have been able to recreate uh, some of the conditions of early life and have created uh, very simple RNA molecules Wait, out of non-organic life. This kind of sounds like the peanut butter test from that Yahoo video, it, it, that, that guy, <laughs> where it's peanut like someone, someone finally, if you guys haven't seen the, the video, there's a religious person who does a peanut butter test, and he says, based on how people, how scientists have explained life, you open up a jar of peanut butter, and eventually you will see new life in there. And I'm he's like, like but the, of the millions and billions of peanut butter jars, we've never found new life in these I'm, peanut butter jars. I swear to God, I can't imagine how many peanut butter jars have been opened for to find all sorts of life teeming in there. Well, they they, they would say it's already life. That's yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But that's but not the it, point. It's just a retarded freaking... Uh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It, you know what it is? It's, it's not really understanding how uh, non-organic life can become organic life. And this is what's really interesting about this experiment because at first they were having a real problem. They're like, how do we get these molecules to arrange themselves in a particular sequence, which mm -hmm. is difficult. They're like, let's think about the conditions of life. So rather than try to mix all those ingredients at the same time, what they decided to do was they were just going to kind of like ha simulate what would happen uh, if you were near the water and it was constantly evaporating and getting moistened again and evaporating. It turns out that when the when these particular organic molecules uh, were together in a pond of water and evaporated, uh, then they would sort of like form these complex chains, and this process was repeated again and again and again and again. And next thing you know, boom! You know, fucking uh, molecules that resemble RNA that can that can uh, divide and those kinds of things. And all of a sudden, you realize, holy moly, is it really that easy? Is it that 
easy. And I venture to say that I think it is. I mean, there are so many fundamental laws of physics that just make it so that stars form or planets forms or moons forms and they're just they form predictably well how you can figure that there are how many suns out there uh well in the in the milky way alone there are about 400 billion stars and there are roughly give or take 100 billion galaxies yeah, and each star is a sun and uh right well i mean the majority of let's say that about 80 percent of the suns in the milky way are you know, red giants, and uh, and usually those are no good because they don't they're they're too large. They don't emit enough heat and that kind of stuff. Like mm -hmm. um, our sun, which most people call an average star, actually isn't that average. It's uh, it's we're kind of a, in a lucky place because the star is just is is small enough that it doesn't become too large and and use too much of its fuel immediately. But it's also small enough that it can give off most of, uh, you know, like it's, it, it's, it's oh, yeah, energy well, steadily and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a very stable star. No doubt we're in the sweet spot. We here. are but in the very mean, sweet spot. I, it, personally to me, and I don't, once again, tinfoil hat here, but uh, just the idea, if there's that many suns out there, you figure that we're, we're the only life? Sure, we might be the only walking around human blah, blah, blah life that is right now. Uh, the, the, only, the only talking ape, probably... In uh, in this sector of but, the galaxy, but that's a that's a that's a pretty narrow definition of of, <laughs> of life in the galaxy. So yeah, who knows? What, I mean, uh, I I liked what uh, Carl Sagan used to speculate in some of his books, as saying like uh, his book Cosmos, where he talked about maybe on certain planets, uh, you know, life is just sort of uh, even on gas giants, just these massive. Um, hot air balloon animals that just kind of float in the atmosphere collecting gases. I mean, who knows? Like, life out there could be really, really weird. But it just, it turns out that, you know, given certain conditions, that the, the stuff of, of, of life just kind of, you know, it just happens. And, like, talk about, talk about a blow for the final bastions of, of the God people uh, who are like, well, God put everything in motion. You're like, you don't even need that. It just happens happens but there's still always going to be a see there's there's a, there's a further step back though the big the big christian bastion is what happened who created something out of nothing that is the true final bastion so even though uh now we can take away the whole god created life thing because it turns out that it's just a whole bunch of you know Organic molecules, yeah, chemical reactions. Um, they could still go back and say, "Well, God created the universe out of nothing," and that's pretty impressive. All right, but you know what? Once you take away the life part of it, and if they w just want to deal with, well, we needed someone to create matter, it kind of takes away from this whole "God loves us" kind of phenomenon because now you're like, he wasn't even responsible for us being around. Man, I don't, I don't understand why people still buy into that "God loves us" because based on everything he's done, he clearly doesn't. I mean, seriously, he seems as though he feels ambivalent if there is any feeling in I mean, this thing. And you can tell that's that's the general opinion of people is that Jesus loves you and God thinks you're a prick. It's a freaking bumper sticker for God's sakes. It's a general. It's the general perceived notion that uh, that God is a vengeful, hateful individual. Spiteful shit of a bitch. Despite what some people would tell you, and despite the fact that... Uh, remember how I spoke the other show that uh, they wanted to make 2010 the year of the Bible kind of a thing? Oh, yeah. Do you want like, to talk about that? Yeah, we could talk about Wait that. Wait a second. Did we talk about that last show? Well, we, t we talked about it a bit last show, but remember, most of, the, most of the people are not patrons, so they don't get to oh, the, yeah, the free okay. show. We can talk about it a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, just mentioning, if you did not know... Uh, Congress, or at least about 14 Republicans in Congress, want to make a uh, pass a bill that would call 2010 the year of the Bible. 
uh, you know, in encouraging people to go read their Bible and saying and admitting that Bible is an important, uh, you know, document in, in the creation of the United States and it's an important moral treatise and the Old Testament and the New Testament are all good and so on and so forth. Obviously, Why? I don't actually think these people have read the, the Bible. Well, obviously they haven't read, uh, you know. <laughs> they haven't read the Old Testament. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, it's an important moral document, my ass. I get annoyed that really they don't have anything better to do. Well, here's the whole thing: is that, I mean, it's such a it's such an affront to the whole separation of church and state. And I just don't understand why these guys continue to try and throw up these divisive walls. It's like we obviously know that we're in the middle of this kind of religious. It's not a religious war, but but people are trying to set us up. To get into this kind of religious, you know, Islam versus everything else kind of situation, right? I think they, I, they set these up so that we have to walk in, look like the bad guy, saying, no, you can't introduce this, this is a violation of the Establishment Clause, or so on and so forth, and then they look like they're the ones being prosecuted, despite mm. the fact that they invited trouble, you know? I mean, uh, okay, it does sound like you're saying if a sexy girl walks into a club and uh, and then gets, you know, sexually assaulted, that it was her fault, but, you know, that's that's that, that would be... That, that's not the right that, that, that's not actually I wasn't <laughs> thinking that at all but uh, because I'm like they're inviting it no they're, they're more like uh, well there is they're, they're walking around in a crowded place with a gun and they're surprised that a police officer shot him down well is it like a is it, do you figure it's a setup or do you think it's just kind of a side thing I think it's both I mean it works both ways number one uh, the best case scenario it'll go through and all of a sudden, they'll be able wants... to promote religion. And worse, and, and, and worst case scenario, the ACLU and all these other guys will fight you. And you can keep saying that, oh, you know, we're being prosecuted as Christians. And we got to take back this country for Christ and for Jesus. And, like, these are the kinds of... Uh, this is what they're setting up here. They're, they're setting up a confrontation for the quote-unquote soul of the nation. You're like, you're either, it's either a Christian nation like full-on or it's not and that, that's the false dichotomy they're going to give you. They can't, they can't admit that up until now it's been working pretty good as a completely separate entity but now they're like, well, we need to be incorporated or else. Well, what's funny is it's just the whole idea of you, it's hard to vote against something like this because then you just look like a gigantic douche and it's ridiculous because Obviously, we have laws in place that are supposed to keep this kind of stuff from even being brought up. Well, think think about how much Obama got shit for saying that the United States was not a Christian nation because every fucking Christian lost their mind of saying, like, how dare he say that? I and that he was, was just upholding the fucking Constitution. And I think it was probably one of the coolest things he's done, you know? It's, it's, a, it's a pretty bold thing for him to say, but you know what? He's always taken that flag of saying, oh, you're not a real Christian, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, apparently if you're not touting the line, you aren't a real Christian. And I'm going to tell you something, too. You might... Moderates that listen to the show for some unknown reason. I don't even know why you'd be listening. But if you are listening, i got to tell you something. you got to take back your Christianity from these guys because, honestly, they were going to destroy what you love. All right, The country that you love cannot function as a theocracy. It would be... I'd be bad, I'd, I'd say. What do you think? I completely agree. A, a Christian, a real Christian nation? I mean, like, have you seen most places that are theocracies? These are hellholes, man. You just got to understand, as soon as you, tr you, as soon as you tie morality to well not, not morality to law but, but it's just basically the idea that all of a sudden you put religious people in power and they start banning things that aren't bad they're just against the the bible yeah, or well, against religious rules 
and God knows what it'll be depending on how hardcore the people get it. It could just mean no homosexuality or it could be no sex before marriage or it could, uh, you know, it could go all the way to no wearing well, certain fabrics and no eating certain animals. You know, you know what you can, you can see certain trends like in, in the 1920s, there was uh, the anti-saloon league that kind of came in and they, they were hardcore Christians that, 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 that were prohibitionists, right? And the government at the time was pretty weak. I mean, President Harding was like the worst president. He was even worse than George W. Bush. I know that's hard to uh, imagine, but he was. And uh, they, wasn't, they... He, wasn't he playing poker and having sex oh, yeah, in the, yeah, uh, in the he Oval was. Office and yeah, stuff? Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, that. yeah. Look him up on Wikipedia. He's yeah, a funny, Harding funny is, character. Harding is awesome. You got to read about Harding. Well, awesomely terrible. Oh yeah, no. But I mean, you just have to appreciate the fact that this was just a party dog. You know what I mean? Anyways. So the Anti-Saloon League comes in, they, they, they bring in Prohibition, and what happens? Well, it's misery in the United States because they make alcohol illegal, and the crime rate shoots up, uh, organized crime becomes stronger, so on and so forth. I mean, this is what happens when you invite these prudes. Uh, they create all kinds of laws that seriously fuck everything up. Like, things were going good until they, it, Prohibition was brought and, and, in. And there's no reason to ban... Beer and alcohol, there's no reason to do this. If you have it on the market, you can tax it, and people will generally be reasonable about it. Yep, there will there will always be those that abuse it, but you want to send those suckers to jail for abusing uh, a drug? I think that's pretty damn stupid. But this is just another example. I mean, like, anytime there's a weakness in the government, you let the religious people in, they will come in, and they will put laws that will frighten you to your very bone. I mean, like, they... The, the whole big brotherism that they always say, like, oh, uh, we need to worry uh, about one world government. I mean, what is religion but a world, one world government, really? I mean, they're trying to govern every aspect of your life, and now they want to do so with the politics. Those are the real one world, you know, evil governments you need to be concerned about because they want to control your lives, like, thoroughly. They want to control everything about it. They want to control... Uh, you know, who you have sex with, when you have sex, what the purpose of sex is. And you know what the problem is? Is the moderates probably aren't involved, but the people at the top are, you know? It's one of those things where people need to, once again, going out to these moderate people, look at what everybody else is doing. We, I apologize that, you know, we, we are being offensive to your religion, but we have, you know, we have to speak out loudly and clearly because... There's a lot of other people out there who are trying to take away our rights yeah, and, and trying to enforce, you know, the religious, religious rules and guidelines that are just retarded. Well, it, it just goes back to the first point that we made. Like, are we being impolite? And just we don't have much of a choice when there is that kind of pressure being put against us. I mean, when a guy, when a cardinal says that we're not fully human, who's being impolite here? This man who thinks that I am literally a dog, a fucking dog for not believing that Jesus was born of a virgin, like he says that to me? How fucking dare you? And don't forget that you're being, uh, you're going to burn in hell. Oh yeah, and I'm going to burn in hell because apparently I don't wear a wh white little collar on my neck or, uh, you know, children. abuse, molest children or keep that shit covered up. Yeah, I'm the one who's not fully human. You're part of an institution that molested hundreds and thousands of kids. I'm good. I'm good with my institution. I don't even have one. I, I just know, don't you believe in out. yours. Religious people who say that atheists killed millions of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, atheists did. They killed millions of people. No, some crazy guys that didn't believe in God killed a bunch of people. So what? A bunch of crazy guys that did believe in God killed a bunch of people, too. Just goes to show you, yeah, human beings are killers and crazy. Let's not give them more reasons to be crazy. That's just my advice, you know. And thinking that you're 100% right, thinking that you need to jihad those that don't believe in what you believe, and trying to impose your lifestyle on other people, yeah, that will drive others to uh, commit 
wanton acts of destruction and murder. It's pretty predictable for me. Just saying. All right, with that, we will catch everybody on a uh, Tuesday.